From the internet, this is Tech Laundry, a weekly show broadcasted live on Google Hangouts, where I, Jeffrey Barron, and my buddy, Tercius Perfette, talk tech and shoot the shit. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the 24th episode of Tech Laundry. I'm Jeff. And I'm Tercius. And today we have a very special guest. He's the third man, the very first time we've ever had a third person on the show, I believe. We've had That's a the very person. first time. I've, I've like taken a sabbatical before. Um, you have, you have, and yeah, we've, yeah. Uh, we, the E3 episode is when, uh, me and my roommate, uh, Matt did it, and it was quite good. Loved the game, gaming it up. So, please welcome Ben. Ben, introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Ben. How's it going? All right. That, that is, a, that is a sweet, that is a sweet intro. We got a sweet <laughs> intro going. I try. <laughs> I spent 10 minutes writing that. Yeah. 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 Hey, I'm Ben, and then like you have like a bunch of like it, crossed it out short, stuff and like concise. It was everything we needed, really. You know? I mean, I don't want to brag, you, but it gave you. Well, a okay, good. brag now, <laughs> brag now. Uh, Speaking of bragging, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's actually a thing. Uh, okay. Halo Five is a thing, and as a person who has never really owned an Xbox in his entire life, but has always mooched off everybody else's uh, Xbox. It released yesterday? Is that right? Today. It released today. And was it like a midnight kind of thing? Like, uh, was like It was 9 p.m. yesterday because I guess Eastern time was midnight. But yeah. Okay. So, so how did it go for you? Did yeah, you play you, it? I know you're like the type of person that like you will power, like you play the game and you power through the entire story so that way the next day you can't get spoiled. You just experienced everything before everybody else did. So you're like, oh yeah, it's, it's good. It's good <laughs> uh, you know me too well. It was great, yeah. Uh, I'm a really big story person, and Halo specifically has like just got me in, in its claws as far as uh, sorry as far as story goes. So it was it was good. It's hard to talk about the story without spoiling anything, but it was good. It was good. Okay, in terms of Did like, get- how would you rank Halo Five in terms of all the others? How high would it be on like the ranking? All the other Halos? Yeah. Uh, number one. No, really, it beat all the other hate. Like as far as story goes, is that what you're saying? Overall, I guess. Oh, I, I <laughs> do not have enough experience with Halo Five overall to rate it. I mean, I only played the campaign and I played one multiplayer match. I can't comment at all on the multiplayer because I don't have any experience there. As far as story goes, like just pure story. Uh, actually, no, I take it back. Number two, the first Halo, <laughs> number two. the first Halo story <laughs> was like it's hard to set up such a big universe like that, and they did it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the story in Halo 5 couldn't be possible without the universe that uh, Halo 1 set up. Damn. So if I was to, like, come in and just start playing Halo 5, would I be like, what the hell's going on? Like, yes. Would it not be anywhere near as, like, fun to play, I guess? Yes, it would not be fun to play. You would not understand what's going on. You wouldn't understand half of the terms they're using. Okay, maybe not. You wouldn't understand some of the terms that they're using that are, like, pretty core to the storyline. Uh, I would not recommend doing that, but if you do want to get into it, uh, yeah, you should. So, would you like recommend? <laughs> would you like recommend people like, okay, you have to buy the Master Chief Collection Edition or whatever? I mean, it's hard uh, to recommend. That yet? You is that like fixed? I know people had a lot of problems with like the Master Chief Collection thing. Uh, the problems with the Master Chief Collection were mostly in multiplayer, and they were mostly around release. I again, I'm not like a big multiplayer person. I don't know if the multiplayer problems have been solved, but I haven't heard as many complaints about them since you know a month or two after it came out. So I assume that they're fixed. Um, okay. As far as recommending 
that sort of I don't know t like timeline of like playing all the games it's really hard to do it's really hard to say you should play five hours or sorry five games each consisting of like seven to ten hours of gameplay before doing XYZ like before playing this game uh, you really have to want to do it and if you want to do it that badly you probably don't need me to convince you to do it <laughs> huh man I oh. would nope dude so speaking of like space opera stuff I totally just finished watching Firefly have you ever seen that uh have we ever seen that? have we ever I... seen that what is what kind of a question is that? Yeah, no, I uh, Firefly is definitely top five shows I've ever watched in my entire life. That I yeah, I just like um, I just um, kind of started Saturday and I just finished maybe two hours ago. So I'm gonna watch the movie after we record this or oh, watch Agents of Shield. Yet? I haven't seen Serenity yet, so we'll see. But the thing here's the thing is I already know, you know, some of the details because it's been around for a while. Yeah, it's, yeah. Especially since I read like IO Nine a lot, that like I know there's some horrible things that happen because it's Joss Whedon and he's a murderer. He loves doing that. He loves the, he loves the, <laughs> Good the old tragedy. Josh. He he feeds on it. <laughs> what um what made you start on the series? Just curious. Um, okay. So I promised my friend who got married on Saturday that I would watch it at some point. And since she got married on Saturday, I was like, okay, I guess I'll just do it in honor of her. So I just, like, watched the first nine episodes on Sunday. And then I finished it today. That's that's a funny thing to honor. On honor of your marriage. <laughs> okay, it's usually, no, like, it, someone, when someone dies, you know, you honor their last <laughs> wish. But this was, like, a marriage. Like, I'm getting well, married. It, Please kill it, yourself or something. It, like, they like, made a like, pretty what? big stink about me not watching Firefly. Okay? It was just... Yeah, everyone was ragging on me, like, how could you be, like, this kind of nerd guy who have never seen Firefly? Do you, how do you not know what a brown coat is? <laughs> I get that sometimes <laughs> that about like... Star Trek. Yeah, I get that about Star Trek, too. I feel like, uh, like, they, I've seen enough of Star Trek to know, to, like, get to working knowledge of Star Trek. But, like, people were yeah. like, do you remember that episode where, like, you know, everybody was playing the game and, like, it became, the like, game consumed them and, like, or, uh, The Borg... Know. And yeah. like Picard, and I don't know. Kirk. Oh man, you're dropping really big terms. I'm not understanding right. I think you need to, <laughs> you need to, you need to slow down. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, like there's very so like Fire. I love Firefly. Uh, I think yeah. there's very few shows like it that are like so charming and fun to watch. And like you just like love the characters and like the story in the universe is so interesting. And yeah. um, it really is. I really like the whole uh, mishmash of the western and the like you know space opera kind of thing. Um, I definitely see, you know, some Guardians of the Galaxy, how that influenced Guardians of the Galaxy and all that, and, like, just the sheer joy of it all. But one thing, though, I hate that opening sequence so much. I love oh. the song, but they, it really had this, like, really cheesy 90s kind of awfulness to it. Did you, did you not... Like the get that opening sequences and like the the one where they're like they're the, fighting. The title sequence, no, the title. Oh, sequence. it's like take my love, take my yeah. name, take yeah, me that one. I, I love fair. the song. I love the song, but like just, I I really hated the aesthetic of that. I mean, the graphics don't hold up as well, but I didn't really mind. Yeah, once they get it past, like once enough time has passed, we're just like, oh, it's an older show. If it looks yeah. shitty, it's, it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think 
I mean, it, overall, if you told someone like, hey, guys, there's this great show. It's uh, a cowboy space themed genre. You're like, that's a hard sell. Like someone's like, oh, I don't know. Space it's cowboy? It's really not, though. It's not a, it's not a hard sell. I think it's a bit more, it's not really for casual viewing, I don't think. I don't think you can just jump into the middle of the show and know exactly what's happening. No, you definitely have to, you definitely have to. Yeah, it's funny there's to like say, a lot of little, yeah, there's a little, lots of little things going on in there that, wow, I did not realize we'll be talking about as much as I thought it was. Seriously, I know, it's funny I say that Spouse Cowboy and there's a, right there, Cowboy Bebop poster right Never seen me. it. Never exactly. seen it. Same. Great great show um really i mean you watch like i think it's only like 12 12 or 24 episodes i can't remember if it's two seasons or not i thought um, it was one it might just be one and like mm-hmm. it feel the whole mood like show feels like a movie like a singular movie and it's yeah. like i don't know yeah. i love i love the art style i love the, the story and yeah. i love the universe that they have so yeah i um there's another one that i haven't like um akira i've never seen akira oh akira's great yeah it's like one of those like oh uh, i feel bad for not seeing this because it's so much a part of like just nerd culture to be you know to love um like star trek and all that crap and i thought akira was one of those kind of like must watch kind of deals like you know like you meet someone who's never seen like episode four and you just want to throw a brick at them you know? yeah it's funny you know i was i was watching a youtube video where a guy was doing a q a and he's like i've never he's like a 35 year old kind of like he's he's a, a proud nerd guy and he mm-hmm. said he has never seen Star Wars, and like he's like he was like so like he's like everybody just gets so upset when I say that like like you've never seen Star well you gotta watch it right now and he's like he's like no I just don't have any interest in like the universe or whatever but then like people still get mad, um, yeah and uh, yeah I don't know well I mean I just because I, I feel that like Star Wars I is feel such like that's how iconic. people feel about the Bible you know like you've never read the Bible you got it you got, I mean you that's gotta the, read the Bible you have to have that's read a the hard Bible a little bit. I mean, it's got everything you want. Magic, vengeance, God. It's got yeah, vengeance. God. It's got. I mean, if you if you really read it's through got it, prostitutes and the, justice and crazy you know, in, like incest. And boats. It's got, yeah, it's seriously. Whoa, whoa. Large boats. For a Large books. No, little boats. Boats. Oh, boats. I thought you said ghosts. No, 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 no boats and like coming? vengeful Jewish men. That's like everything I'd want in a show. I mean, what can I say? That's what? every single checkbox I have. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's Why haven't those. you read the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> Corinthians, bro, <clears throat> Corinthians. We sh- they should really take the Bible and, like, just turn it into a drama. Like, But, like, make it really, I think they've really, done like, that. Crazy. I think it's called The Bible. There was a show called The Bible. Not not a joke. I think it's pretty recent. I think it was like this year or last year. Is it really? I think I remember there's something like that. They should read it. Yeah, and they made the devil look like Barack Obama. Huh. <laughs> it's not a joke. That's not a this that's not like a Tercius joke. That's a true fact. Look it you, up. Search the Bible, Barack Obama. I don't, the devil. I gonna, Wait. That uh, sounds like a conservative website. About me now. It's gonna show up me like, oh, you must love Barack Obama, so I'm gonna show you ads. Everything has to have to be with like Barack Obama uh, uh, and like Bible stuff. Ads about Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> his ad campaign maybe that was him i think you're mistaken uh i think he, he plays uh he plays moses or something um anyhow <laughs> so let's get into the show 12 minutes in rock and start um okay. so with the dawn of the not uh, the nexus 5x which we talked about a few weeks ago um ben here is a huge android user uh particularly with the nexus line 
and uh, he has received the 5X last week, mm-hmm. and he's had about mm, five weeks. I don't know. How long have you had it, Ben? I don't know. I've actually. had it four days. Okay. Four days. So how... Uh, Wait, so before we get into the nitty-gritty of it, let's talk about, like, your Nexus kind of, you know, like, life, I guess. So what is the first Nexus device you purchase? Like, what is your attraction to them first, I guess, is the main kind of idea that I want to try to see first. Yeah, sure. Uh, so... Uh, my first smartphone wasn't an iPhone. Jeff remembers this. It was an iPhone 3G. Oh, yeah. And it was really good. good. Yeah. It, like, it, it was upgrading from a non-smartphone to a smartphone. So no matter what that phone is, it's going to be good. Uh, mm-hmm. I am not sure why I decided to try out Android after that, but I got a um, an HTC Incredible, which looking back is like a really crappy phone. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really say no to just, like I guess, the customization op- options of Android. And uh, my second phone after that was uh, Droid DNA, which was very, like, powerhouse. It was a a very powerful Mm -hmm. phone, but uh, still had, you know, HTC Sense plastered on top of it. I think I kind of started catching on to the fact that everything I eventually grew to hate about my smartphones was manufacturer-inflicted in terms of software. And uh, eventually got a used Galaxy Nexus. It had already been out for a while, uh, and I don't know why I didn't pick up on it when it came out, but um, I I think I tr- traded my DNA in for a used Galaxy Nexus that was worse. Like, in, in every respect, in terms of hardware, it was worse than the one that I had. And I loved it. It was, like, the best phone I had ever used. It was so clean. There was no stupid ESPN apps on it that I couldn't take off for some inexplicable <laughs> reason. ESPN apps? Yeah, you know. Those you, monsters. You get a phone from Verizon. It has this, like, bloatware stuff on it. Uh, yeah. And even though, like, Android kind of allows you to disable those apps, they're never quite gone, and that always irked me. Um, it was just super great having the pure Android experience. And... That was maybe six years ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. I think it was more like four years ago. Uh, and I have not had a non-Nexus Android device since then. Wow. That's really interesting. And that's five more Nexus devices. I like how you, you rifled through your phones. I've, I've got God. my big stack of Nexus devices here. <clears throat> there are five of them plus the Galaxy Nexus that I had. Yeah, he has like a, a Nexus san- or Nexi sandwich or a ne- ne- uh, I don't know what the, the term would be for it. Um, damn. So, well, to go. Okay, so to go. <laughs> it's not really that amazing of a story. Damn. It was like, oh man. Um, you know, I actually had the exact same experience with um, like kind of seeing bloatware. I think. Like, I think what you described, like, everyone was just kind of grabbing at phones in the beginning. Like, oh, you know, this has all these features and all that. And no one really knew what stock meant or, you know, what bloatware meant then. Up until you just really started noticing, like, I don't really need all this crap on my phone. And I think that's when I started reading up on like and researching and, and trying to figure out, how can I get all this Samsung bloatware out of this freaking phone? Because I like the phone, but I will never use all these weird Samsung apps. And that's how I figured, like, you know, learn about, you know, just stock Android and pure Android. And I still remember I had a Galaxy S3. And I, like, for, God, for like three or four days, I would not stop reading about trying to, like, sideload the Google Experience app launcher on there. Mm-hmm. 
just because I hated how the freaking Samsung like icons looked. I remember like I tried to find like um, icon replacements and everything, just because I wanted to just cleanse myself of all that crap. <laughs> yeah, something that wasn't like you know all like three D. It's got a shine <laughs> to it. Like it's just got like a coating of wax yeah. or something. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's exactly that's how um, I think I can you know relate to that kind of idea. Like, fuck bloatware. Yeah, it really is. And, like, it's just so funny that, like, I, I would have never expected when, like... Because, like, we're kind of used to having it on, like, if you buy a PC from a big-name manufacturer, they're going to have, like, bootware on there. Like, you're going to load it mm-hmm. and then have a bunch of just front-loaded apps just because that's how they make money by, like, yeah. like you, we give you X money, you include, like, antivirus software on there. And yeah. that's just the way it works. Um, but then now they're doing it to phones or something that's, like, so much more personal that you carry it around. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so glad that uh with the recent offerings for from google that the nexus line has really uh stood the test of time and particularly these last two models the 5x and the 6p are uh how you say pretty fucking nice uh <laughs> so to for those who want like like technical details i mean uh there's, uh, there's no there's nothing there's nothing actually no technical details not fuck details there's no reason then <laughs> You can look at our past episode on that one. And you know what? What's funny, too, is like the fact that since these Nexus um, devices have become more popular, a lot more companies have started scaling back on like the apps they've you know put in. I know the Galaxy S6 you know, was kind of like touting the fact that there's very little bloatware on there. So the Nexuses have really kind of shaped the rest of the Android market. <clears throat> Not to mention when you uh, when you're using a Nexus phone, you get the software updates quicker than any other manufacturer. Yep. So everybody who has a Nexus right now is running um, Marshmallow. So yep. Um, so Ben, what has you been your uh, your last your few days of impressions? Uh, how how has it been since like your? So what did you upgrade from initially? Uh, good question. I upgraded from. Well, that's a little bit complicated, actually. Uh, so I, I had the Nexus 5 when it came out. I bought the Nexus 5 when it came out. I bought the Nexus 6 when it came out, which was the the last generation. Mm-hmm. And then I bricked my Nexus 6. Okay, how did you brick it? Like, uh, how did this happen? What did you do? I don't think I want to explain the whole story because it's a little bit long and it requires a lot of context. But uh, there's a, a software toggle in the Nexus 6 and nine i believe that uh Mm -hmm. is unique to those two devices i think um that basically prevents you from wiping android it's a security feature it's like if if you haven't uh flipped the switch in your phone's operating system the bootloader will not let you sideload anything onto it uh and i got into this weird state where i had flipped the switch off sideloaded something on flip the switch on and then formatted the device. And so I was left in this state where there's no operating system, but the toggle, which is somewhere on the phone, I'm not sure where it is, still prevented the bootloader from, from sideloading anything else. Oh. Um, I, I don't think that it's a permanent brick, which is like a little bit oxymoronic, but as far as mm-hmm. uh, I know, there's no one on XDA or anyone who knows actually how to flip the switch without actually having Android on the device. So for the time being, it's bricked. Damn. So I uh, pulled my Nexus 5 out of the drawer and <laughs> started using that until uh, the, the 5X came out, which was actually not even the name for it yet. It was just rumors at the time. And I, I waited like a few months for that to happen. So I'm, I'm coming directly from the Nexus 5 to the Nexus 5X, but I've 
used the six. Um, okay. Which is like, you know, the X is like the kind of just obvious successor to the original five in terms of size and all that. Yeah, that's correct. That's, it's like, I, I didn't think it would be as correct as, as that, but it definitely is. Like, after using the 5X, it is the, the five. It's the Nexus 5X is the Nexus 5 two. Mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the numbering system got really wonky there, didn't it? Dude, it's, it's happening all, to every company. Like, the Nexus, like, or Nexus iPhone 6S, and it's going to go to the 7. Like, you can't... Oh, know, no, that, it gets worse iPad. when you have the Plus on there. The I mean, the, the iPhones could have avoided this before slapping an S onto anything, I think. Um, I think the problem that the Nexus line experienced was that they incremented the version... And they mm-hmm. also just so happen to increment the screen size by about an inch every generation until, yeah. the, you know, you can't keep incrementing the screen size into, like, 11, 12-inch phones. So eventually you have to settle on a size, and at that point... They really didn't think that one through, <laughs> did they? Yeah, I don't think they did. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay. So... Continue. Sorry, cause you're, okay, so I remember you're also in a weird carrier situation. You're using, like, T-Mobile... Data only, as far as I know, right? Or, like, texting and data? Um, I'm no longer in that situation because it was really complicated to get that relationship to work smoothly with T-Mobile. I did have a, what's called a hearing-impaired phone line through T-Mobile, which is their way of saying it's a data-only line, but it's for a phone because they, for some reason, still still distinguish between tablets and phones. Mm -hmm. Um, So, as far as they were concerned, I was a deaf person who had a phone line. Uh, that couldn't be used to make phone calls, but was very cheap. Like it was, I think I think I was paying somewhere between twenty and thirty dollars for two gig- two gigabytes. Uh, like the whole bill was twenty or thirty dollars, not just that line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that relationship got a little bit complicated to maintain, and I had to do all sorts of workarounds to get Google Voice to work uh, over data and stuff like that. So I eventually dropped it and just I upgraded to a full phone line with unlimited data, and it's much simpler. Yeah, I do only mm-hmm. use the data part though for most parts. Were they ever like shocked on the phone when you called support and they were like, <laughs> "You're responding awfully fast for a deaf person"? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so when when I say as far as they were concerned I was deaf, I don't mean they actually thought I was deaf. I just mean yeah. in their system, I had a deaf person's line. Uh, the way I got the deaf person's line was not by lying; it was by explaining my situation to them, and they they said basically, "That's interesting, but we do have a thing that accommodates that. It's called hearing impaired. Yeah. L- let's put you on it." That seems crazy to me because it's like we don't we don't like literally no one in the entire organization was like no one wants just data so we have to relegate it to someone who has a disability. Um, Dude, hey Jeff, do you remember how I used to live before and I was like so poor that I couldn't afford like a data plan? But I, like, remind me. Okay, uh, so I used me. to have a Sam. Okay, this is when I had the Samsung Galaxy S three. Basically, I lived off of Wi Fi. And, like, um, so I would only go to, like, class at, like, my house and sometimes at the, ba- you know, like, the bars, I would just have no service. So, like, people are always like, oh, how do I contact you? So I, like, downloaded, like, a, um, like, a text messaging app, which, like, you had to pay, like, a dollar for, like, so-and-so amount of minutes or whatever. But to try to, like, get around that, I used to do the Google surveys thing. And they'll give you like credits, so I use those credits to pay I for like the itself. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my minutes I s- thing. I still do. I still do the Google uh, surveys. Yeah, and you know it's a good way to get free stuff. And that's I remember that's how I um, 
uh, like kind of got through like not being able to pay my phone bill. But then when I went to New York, I actually got a Freedom Pop, um, one of those little like hotspot thingies, which was like, oh, you get like 500 megabytes of free internet. And I used that to text and stuff when I was like traveling. It was just the biggest pain in the ass. <laughs> Damn. Like, yeah. It's like a, that's, that's, that's like, I mean, that's how a poor person, but it's not poor. It's not like poorness. the nerdiest it's, poor person yeah, ever. Nerd, it's like, nerd I can't, I, I won't live without it, but I'm not going to pay for it. So like I took every kind of like sidestep approach to it. It's bonkers. So, so instead of asking people for food, you just like, do you have a Wi-Fi pass? Do you know the Wi-Fi pass? You have to like go from person to person <laughs> at the table until someone knows what the Wi-Fi password is and they'll like tell you it. Because sometimes it's yeah. like secret or whatever with the owner. There's actually this um, big secret interconnected group of poor people using cell phones to exchange Wi-Fi passwords with each other. Really? Oh my God. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I want that app. Someone give me that. Would that be awesome that you could just, like, all the Wi-Fi thingies in the area, you would just know it, so you could just, like, hop on whenever you move forward or something? That'd oh, be nuts. That'd be amazing. I know Google already, like, saves your, like, your Wi-Fi passwords to their uh, to their cloud, so when you migrate yeah. to a new phone or, or device, it's just like, oh, you already know the keys. So I'm like, somewhere, some out, someone out there, if they were, like, <laughs> high enough engineer, they're just like, I'm going to have it so my cloud just has all of them. <laughs> And then, uh, then you wouldn't have any problems. You have to like make friends with all of your neighbors. <laughs> it's make yeah, make friends. Gotcha. <laughs> right. Um, or I could just pay fifty dollars a month and I have to talk to anyone. Or just have to like freaking like load up a whole like Linux instance to like try and crack their like WPA password. It's <laughs> like really like it's have to do so many like hoops just to get internet. Like oh, I remember okay. um, so long ago. I wanted this device called the Milo. It was a Sony Milo. It standing for the My Life Online, and it only worked on Wi-Fi. And everybody was just like, like, like they wanted it to work so well, like so much. But like the thing is, it doesn't work on cell. And like back in the day, there was like, why, like Wi-Fi was not anywhere near as like ubiquitous as it kind of is now. Yeah. Like usually, if you go to a store or something, they probably have something. But then it was like nothing. So I was like, so we're gonna use this, like home on the couch and uh maybe a starbucks down the street and i'm like i'm never at starbucks so yeah um times have changed even though it hasn't actually been that much time um so (laughs) anyways so (laughs) let's talk about build quality let's talk about like okay can you compare the previous five to the five x uh i can they're really quite similar. <laughs> oh, you got a blue one. I got a blue one. Um, I, I don't really know what to say. The build quality is good. Like, it feels like a sturdy phone. It doesn't feel like anything is going to snap off. or It doesn't feel f- flimsy. You know, all your checkboxes for the, a can you do the shake? decent quality build. Sorry, what? If you do the shake, can you hear something? Yeah, you got to do the shake test. I can, yeah. Wait, you, you can't can? hear something? Is that, is that oh, bad? That's I don't so know. bad. That's so bad. I can hear it's it in like the old Nexus 5 too. when you shake your like, premium phone. It's a premium <laughs> phone. You don't oh, hear yeah. a shake. Everything's there. Oh, that's what the P like, stands type. for. It stands for uh, <laughs> P, uh, P, plastic... Uh, uh, P, I don't know. What are P in the name? Um, you just started talking before thinking, didn't you? <laughs> I, was try- I was trying to see if my brain would come up with something clever for PB. It did not. Pieces of plastic. Uh... <laughs> Um, so it feels nice. Um, how is the weight comparatively? Uh, I th- it's a little bit heavier. A little bit heavier. Yeah, it, f- it feels like a five-inch phone. It, 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 nothing surprising about it. 
Okay. I'm actually quite surprised with how slick the fingerprint sensor is on the back. It, yeah. it looks just like another part of the, the back case. Like, it doesn't look like there's a fingerprint sensor there. It just looks like there's a circle <laughs> around some weird area yeah. of the case. Yeah, it just looks like the Motorola um, like dimple that they usually the dimple. have. Yeah, they finally have a functional dimple. Ooh. Well, it's not yeah. it's not a dimple, actually. This isn't Motorola. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, a no, ring. No, that's what I mean. It looks like something that kind of Motorola did. I wish they had the dimples still in there. It, it makes me think, like, is there a point in time where we'll get to a phone that has a fingerprint sensor on the entire back? Ooh. So you don't have there, to put your finger in a specific that sounds place. sounds Expensive. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a phone. There's a, there is a recent phone. I don't care, the name escapes me, but there is one that actually has a fingerprint sensor on the power button or the sleep wake button. So you click it anyhow, and it already just you you inherently click it. Doesn't the, the iPhone have that? <laughs> well, I mean, well that's it's not on the sleep wake, but it's on the side. It's on the it's on the home button. Oh, oh I see. this okay. one's actually on the side. So as you grab your phone, um, okay. And I think the 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 fingerprint sensor on uh, the new Nexus, which is called Nexus Imprint. That's the that's the brand name they're coming with. Terrible um, name. Really, I think it's pretty nice. Look, it sounds so sciency. It doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue. The next imprint, dude. Imprint, like just solid. Uh, no, I agree. <laughs> it's kind of a weird name, but on the other hand, I don't really care. I'm not really gonna be calling it by name. Yeah, it's just the thing that I put my finger on. Wait, wait. <laughs> the uh, the finger seer. That's what they, that's what I call it. The <laughs> finger seer is broken. Um, okay, so why did you choose the five? Like X versus the 6P. Obviously, the 6P is like a much more premium device. It's like all male construction. You know, it looks pretty freaking cool. It looks like it's definitely a phone that like a stormtrooper would use. Why? <laughs> what does that mean? What is Ben a stormtrooper? It looks cool. Like it has like a little visor at the top. Why didn't you choose the more expensive kind of premium handset? Uh, the size. That's all it comes size. down to for me is the size. I I don't really care about the money. I don't really care about the the specs a bunch. Mm-hmm. It's really just the size. I mean, obviously, I care about the specs. I want my battery to last. I want the phone to feel fluid. But I used the 6. As, as I said before, I used the 6 before moving back to the 5, um, the original 5. And after moving back to the original 5, I started to realize, holy crap, the 6 sucked. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't move my hand to the far left of the screen while yeah. it's in one hand to pull out. Because Android commonly has menus that pull out from the left side of the screen. Yes. And if you're holding the phone in your right hand, you have to reach your thumb all the way over to the left side of the, the phone. And I constantly either couldn't do it, dropped the phone while I was doing it, or was successful, but it just felt really weird to do. And I never had that problem when I downgraded back to the 5. So that's really, like, the only thing it came down to for me was I want this phone to feel comfortable while I'm using yeah. it in one hand. I mean, so, you already got the stock Android because it is a Nexus device. So, like, I guess it was like, the only... If you don't care about metals and all that. I mean, I, I, I care a little bit, but not enough to actually yeah. make the decision for me. Yeah. And you, you, don't, you don't regret it at all? No, I don't. <laughs> not it's at all damn hamburger menus every single time damn. i see something really cool about the, the 6p that i'm missing out on i just pick up my six and i i do the mo i don't even have to turn it on i just do the motion of trying to reach my thumb over to the left and i'm like oh yeah that was why <laughs> good thing i didn't <laughs> get the 6p God, only my hands were just a little bigger and see if they grow a little bit next year and you, keep, <laughs> you always do the test to like see if you can reach Okay, so let's turn the conversation a little bit. Jeff, you just got your um, your 6S Plus, yes? I did. And it's you right upgraded here. from a 5, so it's kind of comparable in terms of sizes. How have you been reacting to the size difference? Because it's a huge jump, right? 
It it is so like okay so I will say I upgraded so quickly because like okay so here's my phone it shattered. So that's a six. That'd um, be the five. This, this is the five, and you can see like in there I dropped it like I've dropped my phone a lot, and I've always it's always been caseless for the last mm -hmm. four, three, it's been probably two like three. Years. It's like two and a half, two three years. years. Yeah. And it served me well, um, but it finally like just I just dropped it from hip hype, and it just shattered, and I was like, GG, it's over. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, so I've been looking forward to upgrade to the plus and I've always like if you compare like the two airlies like compare side by side Like this is the new phone. This is like my old phone and Like you can just it just completely it dwarfs dwarfs it. it. It's like this phone is like it's really big but um, I so far I mean I don't I, okay I, I just got this like I literally has only been three hours So like who knows a week from now maybe I'll be like fuck this size um <laughs> But like right now, I'm like I'm loving it. I I yeah. love. I'm a big media consumer, so like I'm on YouTube. I'm watching Twitch, um, Twitch.tv/neverhitboxes. Um, <laughs> you, you, know, you can um, you can like like I, I just like I like big text. So like I'm reading text messages or I'm, I'm reading Reddit. It's just really nice. So like I like my like my all my text messages are. are is this gonna white balance? Is this gonna contract? I guess my camera won't can't handle the brightness uh, of my phone right now. Um, it just the, the screen real estate was a big problem for me. And mm -hmm. while this is like a really nice form factor, like my five, sure it was small and but I could it did everything fine. And like yeah, as Ben said, I can reach any point yeah. on the screen with one hand and not have it be an issue. Um, but I, I just, uh, I wanted to try a bigger screen and mm -hmm. so far I've, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it for sure. It's not as big as the six. I will say the six is straight up just six inches, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, the 5. iPhone 7, right? Something like 5. that. 7? It's, yeah. it's pretty close. Um, so Ben, how about you? Like, do, do you ever like miss the whole kind of the viewing experience on your six versus your current five X? Not a ton. Uh, obviously, it's nice. I watch YouTube videos once in a while, maybe once every one or two days, not a ton. Probably same thing with Twitch. I'm I'm more of a, a desktop computer consumer of, of okay. Twitch and, and YouTube. Um, so, yeah, I didn't get a whole lot of use out of the, the enhanced media experience. It was nice to to get the use that I did, but it wasn't really worth, uh, you know. Yeah, just the hassle and the kind of just... Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's one of my things with my 6 is that, like, you know, they gave the reachability function, and I never use it. I always just force my thumb higher, and it never feels comfortable. Yeah. And I really do think if I had a choice between like, a, a, a 5 with the internals of a 6, I would have chosen the 5 because of that same reason. Because I feel like I do most of my multimedia consumption on my desktop, on my laptop, and I just want my phone to not be so cumbersome. Yeah, uh, honestly, if there were one thing that would have made me get the 6P, it would have just been the battery. Okay. I, I loved having the battery of the 6. I loved being able to end the day at, like, 52%, which was ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But it's just not worth it. <laughs> um, there, um, so, oh, yeah, so, so speaking of battery, how has your, your battery life been yeah. uh, on the 5? Um, it's been, so while in use, it's been about the same as my 5 was. Uh, mm hmm like not super impressive better than mine was just because my phone was old and the battery was dying but uh doze is great do you know mm. about doze yes so yeah. i i uh for those who who are not in the know do tell us 
what Doze is. So Doze is Android, I guess Marshmallow. I don't know if there's any hardware hardware requirements for it or not, but it's uh, Marshmallow's new way of lowering your battery consumption while your phone is doing nothing. So if you set it down on a table and you don't move it, you don't touch it, you don't turn on the screen, it enters Doze, which is uh, basically just cutting off all all your applications, syncs and internet and battery using features until, you know, let's say 10 minutes from now, at which point there will be 30 seconds for all the apps to be able to, to sync. And then it'll like keep expanding that area. Like then it'll be 20 minutes before they can sync and then it'll be an hour before they can sync. I don't know if there's actually, actually the real numbers, but it, mm-hmm. it basically lets you put your phone on a table and go to bed and wake up with only a few percentage points of battery used. So it sounds like um, if your phone doesn't like kind of detect any movement, so like with a gy- gyroscope or accelerometer, it like puts it on airplane mode, basically. Uh, I'm not familiar with what airplane mode is. Like it just cuts off all like all the kind of like data signals and all that, and I kind of. Yeah. Does it do that? Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it does, and you can you, <laughs> you can look at the battery the battery graphs for yeah. uh, when Doze is on, and it's just flat. Ooh. Like the battery consumption wow. just flattens out when wow. it's dozing. It's very obvious when it's happening. It's great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that kind of just kind of like made me want to just get a new webcam because my webcam would have not been able to did, do did you, that. Yeah, did you see that auto contrast and autofocus? <laughs> yeah, it was like, I was like oh, it's yeah, perfect. You actually used it. <laughs> <clears throat> it's amazing. Mine, oh. mine doesn't have autofocus. Okay, so going to your the next topic, how's Android M working out for you there, uh, Ben? Um, so I'm going to be cautious when I say this. I don't really notice a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like just a slightly more refined Android experience. The two things I have noticed are uh, now on tap, which I haven't actually gotten mm-hmm. use out of yet. I, I use it once in a while uh, just to access Google now, but I haven't yeah. really had much use for the like contextual now on tap stuff. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that like when you hold like, like, like a press and hold, and then it kind of shows you search results on like kind of what you have on screen. Yeah, it, it basically reads all the text on your screen and tries to give you Google Now cards relevant. So mm-hmm. if your friend says, hey, let's go watch The Martian today, you can press your home button and hold down. I think down. that's exactly like the, um, like the example they use. In, in like their, that's um, why it's the example I'm using, yeah, because that's <laughs> why it was in my head. It's, it's a good so example. Relatable. Yeah, that movie was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, a great, it's, it's, a great movie. it's current events. It's movies. It's maybe they're getting ad money from it. It's a good example. They're ad money. Yeah. Oh man, I wish that'd be sweet. Um, um, so yeah, really, Doze and and now on tap are the only I, differences I've noticed in Marshmallow. Yeah, I guess. Do you have like other than those two? Do you have like three more of your favorite Android M features that you didn't notice before? Like, no. No. I don't. I can't <laughs> no, even no. list three more features. I mean, I haven't been looking at change logs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I am a casual Android M upgrader. I received a phone with Android M on it and I started using it and that's my experience with Android M. So I actually don't know of any other differences. Those are the only two I've noticed. Well, I mean, from what I've read, it's a lot of refinement on something that's already really good. So I, I guess that kind of mirrors your kind of experience with it. It's not really a giant leap forward, but like, let's make it cleaner, a more kind of stable approach to a really good operating system. Yeah, and I don't want to like undersell that. That's super great. Like, if they spend ninety percent of their efforts on things that I never notice, I will continue to be happy with Android because it will still <laughs> feel, or it will continue to be feeling smooth and great and yeah. smoother and greater 
but it's hard for me to notice those things. I guess my final thingy on the phone is the camera. A lot of people, that's like what a, a make or break thing for them. And as a bona fide Nexus user, you probably know about the kind of biggest drawback of Nexuses are their cameras. Can you talk to us about that? Uh, yeah, the experience. I can talk to you about how I've heard that the biggest drawbacks of Nexuses are cameras. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, even though three of my immediate family members are semi-professional photographers, I know nothing about cameras. And I could not tell you if a photo was taken with a good camera or a bad camera. So I'm thankfully immune to, to that disadvantage of Nexus phones. <laughs> Uh, I've noticed that you can double tap the power button to access the camera from screen off or screen on. That's kind of cool. That's really so do you the like most that better that than knows. the chop chop stuff. Like yeah, can you do the chop chop? I know, like flick? yeah, and the twist. Yeah, what is that? And you like Motorola. double twist? Yeah, you double twist to turn the camera on for um, the Motorola one. But this is the oh for the yeah, oh I see. Uh, yeah, for I'm your not sure older if it's one. like universal or not. Um, I, I've never tried no. that motion out before, but it seems like it'd be awkward. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of want. I sometimes still do the chop chop to turn my flashlight on, even though I'm using an iPhone. It makes no sense, but I just I like want that, that feature. Like, I like how it replicates like how you would actually just bang on like a flashlight until it turns yeah, on. Like, You're like, right, get God. it on. Yeah, it turns yeah, on. And, but this doesn't make sense in turning on your camera. Yeah, but the, like the double tapping the power button does. You're like, hurry up, let's go. Like, you know? get, yeah, turn it off and then on again. <laughs> Maybe for um, impatient people. <laughs> um so what would it uh okay so what are what are some of the things that keep you uh in the android ecosystem like give me like a like a list of like top top three top three things that keep you in the android ecosystem yeah, why haven't you thought about you know what go on iphone now oh i thought about it gray cap oh you have yeah make no mistake so what i've thought about yeah. it <laughs> um all right number one is definitely google voice mm-hmm. uh about Maybe five years ago, I converted my phone number to Google Voice. Or not actually converted my phone number. I rece- I like got a Google Voice phone number, and I started mm-hmm. telling all my friends, hey, replace the phone number you have for me with this one. This is my new phone number. Um, and it took a long time for actually that to propagate out to all the people that I know, but now yeah. every single person that I know has my phone number for my Google Voice account, and I can switch carri- carriers like with no problem. I can have data-only lines with no phone numbers like I did for a while, mm-hmm. and it's great. Uh, all my text messages come through on Hangouts. All my voicemails come through on Hangouts transcribed for me. Uh, <laughs> I can access both of those things from my phone, my tablet, my computer, my laptop, anywhere. I wouldn't trade it for the world. It's it's the coolest thing that my phone doesn't have any functions that my computer doesn't. I literally never need to pick up my phone if I'm home because everything that I can do on it, I can do on my computer. That's number one. Damn. Okay. All right, number one. Um, I think number two, this one's maybe more abstract. I don't really think that I'm the type of person who's comfortable with having some things in one ecosystem and some things in another. If I try to switch to the Apple ecosystem, I will have this weird fragmented world where some of my contacts are in iCloud because I want to try it out. Some of my mails are in Google because I'm still using Gmail because, you know, I could. I don't want to get into yeah. the list of reasons. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would just like ultimately feel worse that I don't feel like I have one home. As weird as it sounds to call a, a digital ecosystem a home, it, it's it's nice that all my contacts are in Gmail because I can start typing their names into Google or, or into Gmail to bring up their phone numbers or whatever. And it's nice that all my music is in Google Music because. Uh, you know, I, I've had no no problems with their support on different platforms and stuff like that. And it would be very hard for me to start making that switch, to start buying t- in, uh, songs in iTunes or to start storing contacts in iCloud or any one of those things that could change. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would take a real big commitment for me. Damn. Damn. That, that was, it's true. It's funny. I, I'm actually having uh, that experience right now because... So what happened is that my brother, he got, when the Nexus 6 Edge came out, someone offered him from... That's a Galaxy S. Or the Galaxy... What did I say? Did I say say Nexus 6 Edge? You said Nexus. I was like... Oh my god. You you meant the Samsung Galaxy S6 Edge. Really gorgeous phone. Oh god, what a long name. Um, So that phone came out. And... um, it's a really expensive phone, and it's really pretty. It's a really nice phone. He was given to it uh, for free from someone who worked there or was, like, a sponsor of, of Samsung of some sort. Like, do you want a phone? He's like, we'll give it to you. And he's like, duh, you're not going to refuse a free phone. So yeah. he got it, and um, he's been really enjoying it. And But the problem is that... <laughs> the problem, if it's a problem. It is kind of a problem because it's annoying me. Uh, is that he's kept on it, and because he's using it, we can't have iMessage groups because he's on an Android device. <laughs> so we have to use Google Hangouts, which is, like, not a huge deal. But the thing is, like, we have a huge group, like, chat, and it's all, like, everybody is on it. Everybody has to use the app, and it's not integrated into this, like, the, the ecosystem, like, the ecosystem thing. So if I'm on my laptop, I'm like, oh, do they say something? And I have to, like, I have to, you know, go to Hangouts instead of just having it integrated into the OS, like how iMessages is. And I'm like, and every time, like, me and my brother always, like, see him, like, God damn it, like, why can't we just, like, switch, like, 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 why can't he just switch back? Like, he's, like, he's, like, does he, he's, like, actually using the phone, or he's using it because he got it free? Like, I don't know, uh, I actually haven't asked him. You put that shit on eBay, and then you get the new phone. I, I don't know, actually, I should ask him what his experience is, because I think there is a lot of things he does like, and particularly Mm -hmm. something that attracts a lot of people to Android is Google Now. Yeah. Uh, Google Now is something that pops up usually when they least expect it because they'll like because you don't really notice it until it like, goes like you like pull out the cards by accident or something pops up and it's just like oh your package is arriving today and you're like oh my god that's so cool or yeah like, when it starts pulling information from your calendar from your email from all that stuff it's yeah. very powerful thing. and like I remember the time when <laughs> scary. Like, my, tab- my tablet scary totally I, scary it's kind of scary but at the same time I'm like if it's if it's if if they're scanning my data and giving me awesome utility like that I'm kind of okay with it. Um, uh, as much as I, I can Google you. Oh, yeah, Big Brother yeah. loves you, Jeff. Uh, you know, it's Big Brother's at least giving me some sweet, some sweet, sweet fe- <laughs> Android features. Um, and it, it would do stuff like, you know, it would monitor traffic, and it would know when you left work, generally, the timelines, and it said, like, you should probably leave now because traffic is going to start getting bad in about an hour. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should leave work sooner. Oh, thank um, you, Big Brother. <laughs> I thanks, will Big do Brother. That. He carried, he's what what should I eat next? <laughs> uh, the answer is Soylent. So, uh, so. Oh, your package of Soylent is here. Yeah, Make sure oh, shake it up real nice. Oh man, I've been waiting on it. Actually, I'm, I am waiting on a package right now for Soylent. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so continue with your list. So, uh, so that no, was two. I mean, yeah, so Ben, uh, keep it in. Go, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Um, uh, third, last thing, last thing. Y- you actually led very well into my number three, which is that Ooh. I trust Google more. Um, the reason that you led into this is because you mentioned how when one of your family members left the Apple ecosystem, he was no longer able to keep in touch with the people who were still inside of it. And if the situation were reversed, if you guys were in the Google ecosystem and one of you decided to jump ship to Apple to try it out, nothing would happen. You, that person would start using Hangouts on their Android phone instead of, or sorry, on their uh, iOS device instead of on their Android device. And it's great. <laughs> like Google lets you change ecosystems more easily than Apple does. Apple makes everyone around you hate you <laughs> when you change ecosystems. <laughs> true google is actually google has at many points in time had better ios apps than android apps they spend so much effort making sure that their stuff works across all platforms on osx it works on windows on ios on android on freaking fire tv maybe i don't know weird stuff like that i know yeah no, no, that's not a thing we're ignoring that <laughs> okay. that's not a thing okay don't talk about the amazon it. fire um it's yeah it's, that, yeah it's easier to leave the Google ecosystem, which is weird. Like, that's what makes me want to leave it less. <laughs> because if I leave <laughs> to a system that's harder to leave, then my options are even more limited than they are today. Yeah, because you do become kind of sucked into the Apple ecosystem. Like, all your contacts, everything you have is there, and it's not exactly easily kind of exported. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't... There, there, there is no, you know, iCloud on Android. There's no messages as Android. I don't even think there's iTunes on Android. They might be coming with Apple Music, but not iTunes. So it's like I'd be there surprised if there was. Kind of... Wait, are you saying there's an Apple Music coming out on Android? They, yes. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, I'm pleasantly well, surprised. Yeah, Again, surprise it's, it's, it's it, yeah, it's it's weird, right? But the thing is, they're trying to get as many subscribers as possible. It's not necessarily about the hardware, but about the kind of like streaming service. So they have to compete into like Spotify is available. You know, with any device. So to compete with that, they have to compete on Android too. So that is one weird exception to it. Okay, I'm I'm glad that they're doing that. That's good news. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm not sure why that is, but uh, it's funny. Yeah, even for someone like myself who uses a lot of Google services, um, it's the one thing I do trust Apple more with is uh, privacy. Yeah, um, I think they way, the way they handle permissions and the way that they keep my data um, is because le- Google. I mean, when you're on Google, most people know that you are the product that they are selling, and you mm-hmm. are submitting to like. I mean, they they know every like Google knows everything about you because I, I use my email on there, uh, upload pictures onto it. Um, we're on Google Hangouts right now. I use YouTube, so it knows it has a whole profile on who I am. And you know that's just how Google big red letters nerd. This guy, this guy's a real nerd. Oh man. Um, and it's uh, and you know like that data is definitely like it's it's being anonymized and it's being like you know people are monetizing on it in some way for advertisement yeah. and stuff like that. And like and part of me is like I think I'm the thing is I'm I'm okay with that because they're giving me a service. Um, but the other part of me is like ah uh, like, I mean Google's shown themselves to be trustworthy in terms of like. Uh, you know, um, the, just the, the overall aim of the company has always been positive. It's always been like, like the you know, whole don't gonna, be evil thing. Yeah, don't be evil thing. Or I think they changed it to do the right thing. I think that's what the, oh, new, is mo- it? the, the new motto is do the right thing instead of don't be evil. But like, don't be evil. Like, holy shit, man. That's like an intense yeah. like motto <laughs> by the company. Um, 
And uh, they're always the ones that's like, oh, we're going to do this, and it's going to be free. Like, they're always like, eh, like, what are you going to do about it? It's free. And then, like, Google Fiber, everybody's dying for Google Fiber because um, yeah. they just want to get saved by the clutches of uh, Time Warner and uh, Comcast yeah, and all that. Because, you know, you trust Google more than you trust Time Warner. Yeah. Google might, you know, be selling your data, but Time Warner is stealing your money. <laughs> yeah, but at least, like, Google's completely competent and, like, the other companies are totally not. Yeah. So and uh, yeah, with the dawn of uh, Google Fi also um, being a thing. Also, Ben, are you going to be a Google Fi customer at some point? I have no idea. Yeah, that? that is an option to you. That is an option. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and every Nexus device is um, a, a definitely you can probably become a Fi thing. It's like those are the only devices that can do it. A Nexus device. So that's like the next step for you in your like kind of. No, yeah, you're, you're right. The flag. <laughs> it, it is. Dig myself deeper into the ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, yeah might, might as well go for it. Yeah, um, makes sense. It's cheaper. Actually, yeah, it probably is cheaper compared because yeah. you're paying for full fledged plans. So if you're only paying for what you need, um, yeah, that would be. I think sweet. Google Fi might be one of the few plans that are cheaper than T-Mobile because T-Mobile is one of those. You know, <clears throat> they're they're all about the uncarrier thing, but Google Fi is another level of it. Speaking of which, so going back, so one of the big news today was um, Apple released its earnings call, and they kind of this is the big number they wanted to say was thirty percent of the new uh, um, the new iPhone buyers were formerly Android users. So, like, knowing that number, like that that's a lot. That's a third of new Apple like um, new products sold by Apple is from Android. So going from there, what do you think Android needs to do? This is for Ben, by the way. What do you think Android needs to do in terms of offering a service to keep their Android users to stay with Android? Um, like what can they do to better kind of compete with Apple in that sense? Okay, so before answering your question, I'd like to address the research. Mm-hmm. I'm curious exactly what the question that they asked to people was. If it even was a survey, maybe it wasn't a survey. Yeah. Uh, 30% of people who bought iPhone 6s were formerly Android yeah. users, you said. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean they decided to switch from an Android device to the iPhone 6, and that was their conversion. Maybe they use an Android device once 10 years ago and then switch to Apple. Maybe they have been alternating Apple Android ever since. Um, okay. I, yeah, they're just like they're kind of they're not like a super flag you know they don't stick with one company they're like oh we'll get this one this year kind of thing like people all do with cars yeah I mean like it, if you were to uh, I think maybe that's the 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 least likely use case but uh, for instance if you were to ask me if I was a former iPhone user I'd say yes because I once mm-hmm. had an iPhone 3G that I used uh, I don't think that that's fair to then say. <gasps> One out of three people in this call surveyed said that when they purchased the the Nexus 5X, they were a former iPhone user. That's a little bit misleading to say. It makes sense, yeah. Um, so it definitely sounds like puffery to you. Four and a, four I, I, I just like dice. I'd like to look into. I, I obviously I won't yeah. do it now, but I'd like to look into actually where those numbers mm-hmm. came from. Um, but to okay. answer your question, good good point by the way. Good point. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> to answer your question. I think nothing. I think that they should keep doing what they're doing. I I don't think that they're losing. I'm not saying that Apple is losing. I don't know if anyone is losing. Um, but um, like HTC is definitely losing. <laughs> okay, well HTC is a manufacturer. <laughs> uh, 
I think that it's bad to try to play catch up. If you look at your competitor and see what features they have that you don't have, and then you implement those features, you will lose. You will be constantly doing that, and the other the other company will be busy in innovating while you're playing catch up. I think the right thing to do is um, to actually just look at your own users and see why they came to you and why they continue using you, and to just try to develop around that. Good point. Done. Done <laughs> and done. <clears throat> no, it's true, because there is... Um, when you start playing the catch-up game, you're always going to lose. Um, so you have to offer something else. And uh, pretty much what that is, is that it's uh, the the whole ecosystem of Google. Um, I don't know if you've ever swapped phones, but when you swap phones, it's pretty slick. It's uh, All you have to do is just log into the new one, and yeah. then it just cloud like it's like oh well you had all these apps let me just download all those for you and here's your contact list it's like literally it's all inclusive assuming that uh i don't know about any other phones but just for nexus devices <clears throat> it makes it that easy um yeah i don't think uh i think that's i think that's pretty much it for the show yeah. um do we want to talk about the droid max well, if you want to like look up um, anything on Droid Max, we actually have a small little article on there on the Tech Laundry Podcast website, so be sure to check that out. Um, I'd like to thank Ben for joining us today. Thanks for you know joining us and like scheduling with us tonight. No Indeed. problem. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben, I for hope being you on. Had a good time. I did. Well, good. <laughs> Make sure to follow um, Ben on his Twitter handle. What is it? At GLCLS, that's Glacials. That's how you're supposed to say it. But uh, and he's also on Twitch. What's your thingy on Twitch? I'm Glacials on Twitch. It's like the word glacial oh, so the but with an thing. S. Yeah, with vowels on Twitch though. With vowels. Oh, yeah, with that's vowels confusing. On Twitch. We'll we'll have um, Ben stuff on our website, like all the links to his like kind of work and all that stuff. So be sure to do that. And Jeff. And yeah, so I think uh, I think that's a pretty pretty conclusive thing. This is very much the Android episode talking about <clears throat> impressions of it and uh, the ecosystems of um, of, of Android. Uh, next week I'll have more time to kind of get an idea of exactly why I like uh, the new form factor for the iPhone, uh, given that I just literally got it. And I'm like I'm like yeah, it's good. I don't know. It's just a it's a phone. Um, so we'll talk about that next week. Um, I don't think we have anything scheduled quite yet but we're going to start releasing uh, weekly articles at the very least uh we will be moving to a new host soon uh, on a cost so you will be hearing ads very soon uh, pre and post roll ads nothing in the mid uh we've decided that for right now and um yeah i guess that'll be happening before the end of the month also new logo soon that'll be pretty soon. <laughs> Uh, you can find all of our stuff at Tech Laundry Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey A. Barron. It's at the screen. It should be in the show notes as well. It's on your phone. And uh, until next time, guys. Bring the umbrella. I'm good. Turn off the turn off the stream, dude. Turn off the stream. Click the button. All right. Cool. Ugh. All right. Nice. Ooh, what an exit. God, no. <laughs> <laughs>